Welcome to The Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Echelkamp, joined today with Richard Gupton from Ag Retailers Association. Richard, how are you today? Hey, good morning. I'm doing well. Well, we are having you on so we can talk about everything going on in D.C. that folks across the countryside, ag retailers, should know about. And I was just reflecting, I think I had your colleague Hunter Carpenter on the podcast about this time last year, and Infrastructure Week had become Infrastructure Quarter, which became actually uh, the big issue that got bipartisan support throughout the year. Now, it was kind of the successful cousin, maybe, if you will, to Build Back Better, which did not gain such traction. But as we enter 22, what are you seeing from the Biden administration? What are you seeing as those big policy pushes? Yeah, I mean, to your point, the the one big success and the one, I think, a a major achievement from Congress last year and and something we were supported is the bipartisan infrastructure bill. It was dedicated additional funds needed for our infrastructure, particularly in rural communities, whether it's high-raised bridges, uh, ports, uh, water infrastructure. Uh, there's also key provisions in there related to you know, addressing the driver shortage. We're seeing all these supply chain issues continued. There's provisions in there that can help th- address that, hopefully in the long term, through a, a apprenticeship program for younger drivers, ages 18 to 20. Um, there's also more flexibility with the seasonal ag CDL or the farm-related restricted CDL program uh, that ARA work with Senator Moran on and getting in this bipartisan bill. Now, the Biden administration has to implement those programs. They've just issued looking for comments uh, on the apprenticeship pilot program. We've urged them to expedite the reforms to the seasonal ag CDL program to try to get states to be able to implement that ideally this year, but at least going to next year again to to deal with the supply chain related issues on, on the transportation front. Yeah, supply chain is such a big concern right now. I know also there's been some movement around the Biden administration's regulatory agenda. You know, we did have some uh, updates from the EPA regarding their processes for approving new pesticide products. Kind of give us the update there when it comes to what's going on with regulations impacting ag retail. Yeah, there. I mean, uh, both the EPA and the Department of Labor have had a fairly active agenda. We're concerned about some of the regulatory proposals coming out of the administration and the costs. Um, you're looking at you know billions of dollars of uh, potential costs on the industry. And on the EPA, uh, on the pesticide front, they're ta- they've taken action last year dealing with like chlorpyrifos to have zero you know zero food tolerance to try to right. And that's an important tool uh, for the industry. There's other things they're looking at that can make it harder uh, for applicators to apply the product with the Endangered Species Act. And so um, we're concerned about tools being taken away from the industry that makes it harder to produce a crop, actually makes it harder with all like the, for example, all the litigation and uh, focus on glyphosate. That's an important tool to deal with climate change and no-till practices. So having these things to help production agriculture is important. Um, and so we're concerned not on the litigation front, but the agency front of, of maybe um, limiting those tools and taking them away uh, from the industry. Yeah, when you talk about the intersection of some of the activities by the agencies, as well as the litigation side of things, I do want to talk about the COVID vaccine mandate and the Supreme Court's decision on that. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, ARA supports vaccines, encourages people to get vaccinated. If that 
fits their medical conditions. You know, it's all up to the individual uh, in their cir- circumstances. But we strongly opposed the man- mandate from OSHA. We thought it was illegal. Um, thought Congress had to pass that and uh, by Congress or the state's prerogative. So we were pleased by the Supreme Court's decision to, to issue that stay order. They made it crystal clear that, again, OSHA does not have this authority. It's beyond their scope. And it's an issue well outside the workplace, as we've seen uh, with the new Omicron variant. So we were concerned about the cost that was going to be imposed on our industry, the disruption uh, to the, you know, we're, again, we're, our, our industry is already looking for additional workers and just imposing that kind of mandate on the employers with 100 or more employees would have been a fairly large disruption to an already struggling supply chain and industry. And so we're, we're pleased with the Supreme Court. We're hopeful that OSHA doesn't try to pursue this any further, um, but it's something we'll have to keep a close eye on. So Richard, you um, have been at ARA for how many years? Uh, about eight, since September of 2003. Awesome. So I thought it was nearing two decades. And so maybe just characterize what, how things are setting up for 22, how business is going to get done in Washington, D.C., maybe what ag retailers could expect of it. Well, yeah, there's a lot that's changed and some things remain the same. I've been working on transportation, logistics issues since my entire time, trying to streamline the regulations, provide our industry more flexibility. So a big focus will be talk about the supply chain issues. Some of the solutions we think are Again, making sure that funding from the infrastructure bill are implemented in a timely way for these projects, um, that the Water Resource Development Act, which is a comprehensive water resources uh, development law uh, that's passed by a bipartisan fashion in the last four Congresses, that has to be reauthorized for water infrastructure projects. Uh, freight rails, a vital link, connects uh, manufacturers, farmers, retailers, um, and that'll be something we're focused on well uh, to make sure there's some accountability with the railroads. Uh, you're looking at the container ships still off the coast of California, that there's some accountability there as well to increase competition, address uh, unfair pricing. Um, and so those are the things we're looking at. Again, workforce challenges, expanding the driver workforce, uh, the H2A Ag Guest Worker Program, um, sustainable ag climate change. That's still going to be a big focus of this Congress administration. So what can we do to make sure our industry remains the leaders in sustainable ag and climate change with the carbon credit markets and make sure it's the private sector driving the change through voluntary efforts and not have some kind of heavy handed government mandate. Um, So those are the things that we talked about protecting the modern ag technologies with us, pesticide, fertilizers, seed. Uh, They need all of that. You know, you have urban sprawl and and less agricultural land uh, available. So you're going to have to produce more with less, and that's uh, going to be a big focus of to make sure those tools are available for industry to be successful working with their farmer customers. Yeah. If there was, Richard, one, one idea, one topic that you would just want to draw the, mem- the ag retail members' attention to right now, what would you share with them? Well, I'd share, you know, again, we've got a lot of gridlock in Congress, and there's... Um, there's, for example, there's legislation that's been introduced by Senator Booker of New Jersey that wants to ban uh, a lot of essential pesticide products. Um, what's important, our members need to be engaged with their members of Congress, not on the federal level, but at the state and local level, to educate them on the importance of the industry. 
why we need these tools for modern production agriculture. And, you know, and, and if you, again, if you look at what's going on with the supply chains, I mean, I, in my area here in Northern Virginia, I'm seeing empty shelves, uh, you know, that some of that's to deal with the driver shortages and getting things in a timely way. But if you take away these tools, you know, it's going to impact production agriculture and, and consumers with the higher prices we're seeing. So if they don't get engaged with their members of Congress and the administration and trying to make policy changes, it's, it's going to be a, a, you know, a, a heavy road ahead for our industry. So we need a kind of all hands on deck. We need all members engaged uh, to help shape these policies because the activists we've been on visiting with the uh, Senate and house offices and the activists on the other side that want to take away these tools and make it harder uh, for them to, to operate and take away their freedom to operate are heavily engaged uh, with the lawmakers and that's influencing decision-making on legislation like Senator Booker's introduced that was want to ban a lot of pesticide products. Yeah. So Richard, if you could make one prediction uh, of, of what's going on in DC in 2022, what would be your, your big, bold prediction for the year ahead? Uh, probably a lot of a gridlock still in Congress. Um, cause you've got an election coming up in November. It's going to be here faster than we think. And then, uh, I think because of that stalled, um, legislative front, the Biden administration, unfortunately will probably ramp up their regulatory efforts. And that's something we're going to continue to keep a close watch on, stay engaged with them to try to mitigate any potential changes and hopefully, uh, do things that are positive for the industry. But those are the two, two really things that I would focus on, um, for the coming year. I want to make sure all ARA members are aware that there is a resource available to them in the DC help desk. So this is when ARA staff is ready to assist members with questions about federal legislation impacting agriculture and regulatory compliance issues. If you have any advocacy or regulatory questions, or you're interested in booking meetings with your representatives, you can contact the DC help desk at aradc.org slash help desk, or you can call 202-457-0825. And I know Richard, you guys are planning your virtual legislative fly-in. This is the second year ARA has done a virtual fly-in. Just share with folks actually how well that virtual format works in terms of getting access to members of Congress. Yeah, I mean, last year we had had it spread out over a five week period, and uh, it actually worked really well. I mean, they're on video with you, so they have to be fully engaged when they're having those conversations. Um, and we're able to really have more meetings to switch, you know, versus having to go from office to office. You're able to just go from one video uh, chat to the next. That makes it a little easier for our members. We set that up, so we're disappointed we don't have in person meetings again because of the DCs kind of shut down. Again, but these virtual meetings have been very successful with the engagement of our members. And again, it builds those relationships uh, with their legislators. And also it provides an opportunity to have them invite them to their to their facilities to see firsthand what they do, how they work with their farmer customers and and some of the regulations we talked about, how that impacts their uh, their freedom to operate. Excellent. Richard, thank you so much for joining us today on the Scoop podcast. I want to thank our audience as well. If you'd like to connect with us on Twitter, you can find us at Farmers Advisor. For now, I'm editor of the Scoop, Margie Echelkamp, and I hope everyone has a great rest of their day.